0: In the Zone is back from commercial break and ready to put some cash in those pockets. Time now for Kravitz's Locks of the Week. It's the intro before the intro. And Tazi... The maestro hits me with some Stevie Wonder superstition, which is exactly why. That's the, we have dual intros. One intro's been providing some good fortune. The other one seems to be a fan favorite. So, you know, we uh, we jostle between the two. So we, uh, we got that one out of the way. That leads us, it's the intro before the intro. Stone. Cold. Locks. Give me a hell yeah! From the fortune intro to the people's intro, it's the only segment on radio that gets two. And you know what? So far this season, Tazi, it deserves it. 38-17-1. That's 69% win rate against the spread for the Stone Cold Locks. Let's see if I can keep it going. Without knowing the picks, Tazi, would you say that this feels like the week where the bottom falls out?
1: I mean, we are due for something like that to happen. It kind of fell out for me last week, so I'm already very humbled. But I hope you can continue it going. It's kind of a dead week for me, considering my Giants are on a bye. Very selfish of me to look at this football week that way. But I can't wait to watch Atlanta versus the Chargers and Carolina at Cincinnati. That's what kind of human being I am this weekend. We'll see if those games landed on it. We're going in. The music, yes.
0: The music. (laughs) That was supposed to be my... Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't very emphatic. But this will be right. We're starting the college football world. I'm trusting the kids this weekend. I've got three college football picks. I actually like the college football slate significantly more than what we have in the NFL, just in terms of enjoyment. But let's get to the locks. LSU plus 13 and a half going up against Alabama, I would say that I don't get this line, but Bama lines are usually pretty bloated and for good reason. They have historically been beyond dominant under Nick Saban, but this year does feel a little bit different. This Alabama team just hasn't been as potent on offense, and they're not getting after the passer the way that we thought they would with Will Anderson coming off the edge. Plus, Bama on the road has been a completely different team these past two seasons just two blowout wins in all of their road games they've played this year and last year. These are the rest of their road results. Ready for this? Win by two. Loss. Win by two. Win by one. Loss. So outside of two blowout wins, that's their road results over the last two seasons. This team is skating by when they leave Bryant-Denny uh, Stadium, asking them to cover nearly two touchdowns against a good LSU team with a quarterback that can run around. That's always been the formula against the Nick Saban defense. I'll take the Tigers plus 13 and a half. Lock it up. Let's go to the Big 12. I love betting Big 12 games. Texas minus two and a half at Kansas State. This conference is a rager every single Saturday, so you always have to find yourself on one of these. Kansas State off of a huge, decisive win, 48-0 over Oklahoma State, but this week's a different animal. This Texas team had has had some really bad breaks. That's why they sit at 5-3, but I love their quarterback. I love their ability to run the football with Bijan Robinson, and the strength of their defense is their defense against the run and that's exactly what k-state wants to do that's how they want to beat you that's why they can get by without adrian martinez because they'll run the ball right down your throat happens to be where texas uh, excels on defense plus if you dig into the trends kansas state is in a bad spot here ranked underdogs coming off of a blowout win 17% against the spread the next week over the past several seasons. Longhorns minus two and a half for numerous reasons. Lock it up. Now this will be the most public play of the weekend. Tennessee plus eight at Georgia. How can you not bet this game? Whatever side you're on, how can you not get in on the action? It's too much fun. Biggest game of the year in terms of what it means to the season, and I am on the Vols here. I wish I could say I was early to the Volunteers party, but instead I'm very late to it, and hopefully I'm not too late. But you got to know when it's time to pivot. Georgia theoretically should be able to win and cover. They have a better defense. They're at home. They have experience. Everyone and their mother is going to be betting on Tennessee. So if you think that you're cute out there doing it, you are with everybody else. I happen to be with you too. I just think the odds makers are really missing something here when it comes to this Georgia team. Outside of the first week of the season against Oregon, where they were downright filthy, what have they done that's impressed you? Squeaking by against Kent State squeaking by against Missouri. They beat Vandy. They beat Florida. Big deal. They haven't been tested yet. Meanwhile, all the volunteers have been doing every single week is passing tests. And to make matters even more fortuitous, Tennessee is getting one of their top wide receivers back as if they needed anything else to help this offense. Cedric Tillman, they haven't had since week three. He's considered the best receiver on their team. Let me repeat that. He's considered the best receiver on their team, a team that has Jalen Hyatt on their roster it won't be my biggest bet of the year but i love the number we're getting tennessee plus eight lock it up let's move to the nfl I will take. We've been battling about this one all week, so Tazi knew it was going to land here, and one of us is going to be right. Chargers minus three at the Atlanta Falcons. I have been a card-carrying member of the Falcons ATS fan club, but I have now reached my stop, and I will be getting off the bus. I saw PJ Walker shred this defense last week. Am I really to believe that Justin Herbert can't have his way with the Falcons? This L.A. team is at a rough start to the season. There's no doubt about it. And there aren't a lot of really good football reasons outside of the one I just gave you with Herbert to back the Chargers here. But I had this team in the Super Bowl before the season. And if they're ever going to get back to anywhere close to that status, they have to win this game. And they have to win this game with conviction. I think they're going to do it. I'm on the Chargers. I don't expect you to follow. Lock it up. Seahawks plus two. At Arizona. The Seahawks have become a regular resident on the Stone Cold Locks list. We have a wrong team favorite here uh, alert and I would like to run to the window with this one. The Seahawks are far and away the better team this season. This should be at the very least a pick'em, but instead you're getting two points of value and every digit counts when you're betting the NFL. Seattle has proven that they can win with defense. They did it against this exact same team just a couple of weeks ago. They held the Cardinals to nine points. They can win with their quarterback, Geno Smith, who has the fourth highest QB rating in the league this year. Also, coach advantage, Seahawks. Pete Carroll, over the course of his career, covers at a rate of 62% when he's an underdog. Hawks plus two, lock it up. And my final lock this week pains me. I'm taking the Bears plus five against my Miami Dolphins. I have a Dolphins shirt on right now, so if you think that I'm not able to separate heart from mind when sports betting let my attire today be the example. I hate doing this. This is the ugly side of sports betting going uh, going against your team. I love my Dolphins. I love the trade they made for Bradley Chubb. I love their chances to even potentially do something special in the playoffs but when you bet, you've got to bet game by game, week by week, not season long. This week is a bad spot for the Dolphins. Back to back road games always tough in the NFL and I know everyone's enamored with this offense, but let's consider this. This team needed to play historically well to beat the Lions by four points. The week before that, they almost lost to the Steelers in a game where their offense didn't look good at all. This team is deceivingly a grindhouse team with this sort of air raid offense. It's bizarre, but the Dolphins can be had on the ground. That's literally all the Bears want to do on offense. Justin Fields has been playing better. I think the Bears cover and possibly even win in an upset. Sadly, we lock it up. And those are your Stone Cold locks of the week. Hmm, all I'll right. have you comments on those. I'll give you my likes at the end of the segment.
1: I wrote them all down. Um, I mean, only with special select teams or vibes can I ever fade Nick Saban. I have I did it probably more than anyone early in the season, and it usually paid off. But uh, at this point, I feel like people are kind of against Bama, and they're looking to sort of prove to the rest of the country like why they deserve to hang around and why they might end up making the college football playoff when it's all said and done. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm kind of a Brian Kelly guy, but I, year one, I'm still not all the way there yet at yeah. LSU. Um, haven't really locked in on them too closely, so I, I might be missing something there, but that one scares me. Quarterback, coach, you know, I think the, the Brian Kelly factor, glad you brought that up, because that
0: is a big... That that was the, the final piece of the puzzle for me. He's the most profitable in terms of betting against the spread. He's the most profitable coach in college football today, more so than Nick Saban, more so than mm. Kirby Smart. Nobody covers the spread more than Brian Kelly. So and he's they're at home. Yeah, and, and they're at home. So when you add these factors, I think they'll be able to keep it close. Yeah, I'm sure Alabama will find a way to win this game, but... 13.5 just feels like a number that's too
1: big for a Bama team that doesn't play well on the road. They haven't been great on the road. I just need to see exactly what LSU's made of, and we'll find out after that one. Can't say I have it too good of a feel about Texas-K-State. I know every time I look up, K-State's playing tough games, uh, but I liked how Texas played Alabama when they played them earlier in the year. Tennessee plus eight, I mean, how could you not? They're a major vibe. That's like one of those games, willing to lose with it. Right. I do respect Georgia greatly, even though they haven't had any spectacular wins. This could be that game where they put everybody on notice, but there's no reason to be afraid to take Tennessee with eight points. No, I, I this, hope we get a good game. This this line to me just reeks
0: of there are people in Vegas, whether it's the odds makers or people that bet professionally to to a degree where they are cold-blooded. They don't care about vibes. They don't care about any right. of that. They have numbers. They have a system, and they go by that system. And I think that Georgia – fits all of these mathematical models to where there's so many people out there that bet professionally that are just going to take Georgia because it fits their little model, and they're missing that special something. Hooker, Hyatt, and Hypel. They yeah. just triple H. Right, and, and they've had a tough schedule too. Georgia has not. So, yeah, I think Georgia is a little bit overrated right now and of course, I mean, we could we're sitting here, everybody's going to pick Tennessee. We could all sit here and be wrong. I just remember looking at that line against Alabama and and hopefully I don't get caught with the autocorrect and lose twice in this scenario, because yeah. I looked at that line. I think Alabama was favored by seven and a half, and I went, man, everyone's going to be on Tennessee because they're the fun team, right, and they have the offense, and Alabama's going to come in and show them what real S e c power looks like. And you know what we got? We got a really good game, mm-hmm. a really good game where it took. A lot for Alabama to stay in that one. I think we're getting the same kind of attitude here, and I don't want to be so stubborn that I don't see a good football team when it's right in front of my face. That's why I'm switching to Tennessee. You better not do me wrong, Vols. I'll never bet you again if I don't get this right.
1: Right. I mean, what I'm seeing is Georgia is a balanced offense and defense. They got good, you know, like they're pretty good on both sides of the ball from what I've gathered. Tennessee, superpower on offense, a lot to be desired defensively, even though they actually looked good last week, but Let's see what they do against this Georgia offense. Brock Bowers, my guy Ladd McConkey. that running attack <laughs> looked pretty darn good last yeah. week against Florida in short fields, so... But but plus eight. I mean, it's too many vibes with the Vols, so yeah. I'm with and, you on that one. And sprinkle a little bit
0: on the money line, too, because if if the Vols cover, they probably win, too. I
1: feel like that money line's kind of low for being eight-point dogs. Yeah, it's like it plus is. 240. Right.
0: They know. Yeah, exactly. So that's where they get you. One other thing to consider with Tennessee versus Georgia. Georgia lost their top edge rusher before this game, uh-huh. done for the year. And as I mentioned in the write up, a wide receiver, Cedric Tillman, is back for Tennessee. So they get added firepower on offense, and Georgia loses their arguably their best defensive player. If Georgia is able to win this game, their secondary is elite. So yeah. if they're able to shut these wide receivers down, and Hendon Hooker looks confused and bewildered. One of the knocks against Hooker is that, okay, he's good here. He's Window not going to be up. good in the NFL because of exactly that, making progressions and all of that. Big well, NFL Ge- scout game. And Georgia it, Georgia plays an NFL type of defense. Yeah. So if Hendon Hooker struggles, I think it's an indication that Hooker isn't going to be the NFL quarterback that we may project. Is this a to
1: classic be. 3 p.m. start? 3.30 all the way, baby. Uh, and the Magic are at 5.00. That's a, a thing. I guess i got to bring yeah. a laptop. They do have Chargers in there, I found. Uh, all right chargers at atlanta you know where i'm at this is kind of our rivalry game i can't say i'm like dying on this hill for the falcons but like (laughs) i don't feel confident as though to bet on a team that's without mike williams and without joey boza and i don't like their coach where i like atlanta's coach i like that they're kind of like my giants and they're the little engine that could with a lot of no-name guys and they play with heart and even that secondary was all banged up the backups to those guys were pretty tough until DJ Moore beat him over the top at the very end. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a, uh, It's not like I'm about to go there and bet the house on Atlanta, but right. if I do have to pick that game, I'm at home with the Dirty yeah, Birds. I I totally get it. I'm what I'm betting on the. It's
0: different with every game, you know. Yeah. With the Chargers, I'm not betting on anything I've seen so far. I'm betting on a bounce back. Yeah. I'm betting on them finally showing up and go and we all go at the end of the weekend. They're 5 and 3. They just beat the Falcons by 14 and we're like, oh, "Okay, so the Chargers are here to play." And you might be right about that. That's what I <laughs> that's what right. I'm banking on because at some point it's going to happen and in Atlanta
1: defense that's the type of team you can do it against especially with the banged up secondary even though yeah. they looked kind of decent last week but it was PJ Walker and they got burnt at the very end. AJ Terrell
0: I think is still out that's yeah. a huge loss I mean for the, the
1: the Falcons win that game by really running the ball properly not turning it over and scoring enough and and just kind of keeping Herbert off the field so yeah. it is kind of tough to, when you have to win like that but all Give me right, it, so tell me why I'm right about the Seahawks then uh, Well, this line scares me. Everybody's wondering why they're dogs. Seattle's tough, and with all due respect, they beat my Giants last week, but they're not like a dominant team. they're just uh they're gutsy, and then like Cardinals are kind of the op- well they're not dominant by any means, but they're like not as gutsy as Seattle. Seattle mucked it up when they played Arizona in Seattle. You would think. I mean, it should be a good matchup, but it is on the road. I, I like Seattle a lot better at home than I do on the road. Um, the Cardinals are just such a weird team. Yeah, they are. It's, it's th- a comfortable th- matchup. It for just me.
0: comes down to who do you trust. It's the Seahawks give you the same team every single week, and yeah. Arizona
1: is so up and down. Just feels like Geno's due to take a L, but doesn't mean he won't come back the next week. But right. So yeah, I can't really feel comfortable in that game. But if I had to pick it, I'm rooting for Geno. Um, Bears plus five. It's five or five and a half. It's five. Five. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, something tells me you're going to be like, ah, I got cute there. Like, Finns rolled. It was, you know, ended up blowing them out. We're feeling ourselves to another big game. Tyreek and Waddle. But Well, that is what I will say if I'm wrong on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do you know.
0: too. Yeah, you already wrote the script.
1: Yeah, but uh, do like the military bears, military <laughs> ground and pound bears. And then if, if Pool's fun, all of a sudden I'm so interested in the bears. Like, I hope he's... A number one receiver that they went out and traded a second round for that would be provide a real fun wrinkle, um, but yeah, if it's bad weather, and that's been a, that's really the key. If it's bad weather, I really don't like a Florida team, especially built like the Dolphins would too, and the fast guys. Um, but Chubb, there's vibes, McDaniel. Tough one, but uh, you might be getting cute there, but I do like the Bears. Possibly. I I just I don't factor too much into trades
0: that are made where the these guys don't even have a week to get ready right. for these games. I, I don't think Claypool or Chubb factor much into this game.
1: Probably not. They but, might make a play again, here and there. I mean, the Bears had nothing at wideout, or even if they did, they don't use them, so... Uh, right, exactly. They Claypool don't throw the ball running, anyway. Claypool running fly outs or just freestyle routes. It'll be better than anything they had going prior to that. So he might make a difference. Well, exactly. Know. So for people out there that are
0: going to throw the house
1: at Miami because they're like, oh,
0: they were already good, and now they added a, a pass rusher. What does it matter if you added a pass rusher? You're playing against a team that doesn't pass. <laughs> no, the Army, Navy. <laughs> it doesn't Navy matter. Better. You can't sack a quarterback that doesn't drop back to throw the ball. Right. Well, they do here and there. It's <laughs> It's funny. Uh, The picks I like, I like FSU minus 7.5. I just don't think I'm going to touch it, but I would advise you to do it if you are inclined to bet Miami and Florida State. Florida plus 3.5, I think that they'll win at Texas A&M. I like the Saints on Monday Night Football, but I'll save that one in my back pocket for Monday. I'll give you more of a reason for that one then. The Lions plus three and a half. I will tell you, I've I've already placed this. Ooh. This was on the initial locks list when I started the week. I took it off, and I regret betting it. But it's still out there, so I'm riding with it. And the
1: Jets plus eleven and a half. I think they're going to cover against Buffalo. Really? Yeah. That game's in MetLife. Yep. Yes. Huh? Yeah. I the. They almost had a pick six and turned that game on its ear against New England last week, and I thought the Jets were going to continue the Robert solid ball even without Brees, but f- once they didn't get that pick six, they were purely dominated by New England, which they're solid, but they're not the Bills. Yeah, this could I, be weird. And, th- and that's why it didn't end up on the locks list is because of
0: Buffalo. I just have too much respect for the Bills, and sometimes when they win, they just win so decisively. Yeah, I just don't want to be on the wrong side of that. But if I had to bet that game,
1: Jets plus 11.5 to me looks like one of the best values. Should this be week. some good Jet fan energy. They'll probably try to go all out until they can. I mean, once Josh is getting loose, Stephon's getting... Is Sauce Gardner versus Stefan. that be fun. That's a fun matchup. Yeah. Gabe Davis.
0: So uh, Gabe Davis should probably see an uptick in targets for that reason.
1: Maybe, yeah. He really just comes out for the big touchdowns and big plays. He doesn't get like a lot of receptions. <laughs> Believe me, I'm always looking at these yeah. receptions for reception props, but... Maybe there will be some good odds for Gabe Davis. Maybe I will play that.
0: Yeah, I guess you don't get good odds for multiple touchdown game from Gabe Davis. Yeah, it's like plus 400, or maybe that's just my book. Mm. We zone out next.